Pod Nuts wants to thank everyone who supports the network by going to www.podnuts.com slash Amazon. Hey everybody, welcome to Geeksters episode 188. This is a show where we talk about all things geeky from iPhones, iPads, Android stuff. Yeah. So I'm your host, Martin Opando. Uh, glad to be with you guys again for this week. It is sunny in Portland and oh my gosh, the crowds are out. Uh, that's the one nice thing about uh, up here in the Pacific Northwest is that, well, when it's raining, nobody goes outside. And when it's sunny, everybody goes outside. So if you're downtown Portland on a sunny day, it is crowded and today is beautiful. We actually had a nice weekend. So uh, very, very enjoying, very much enjoying the weather currently. But I'm glad to have you with me on another episode of Geeksters. We're going to talk about just a whole bunch of stuff today. I've got um, some tales from the trench, if you will. I also have some uh, news articles that I found um, and how they relate to what I have done. But first, thing I want to do is mention um, about my watch. I did get that last week on the 10th, and it is a Samsung G3 and uh, the Samsung watch, and really, I like it. It does a lot of things that I'm not sure how to keep it from doing, but overall, I'm really impressed with it. Uh, It works well. Now, I have a Samsung phone, but I don't use the Samsung email app, and I don't use the Samsung texting app. I use Textra for my email, for my uh, my messaging, excuse me, and I use Type app for my email. So it, it works. It will The phone will notify me when I get something on that, but it doesn't have the full integration because I'm not using those specific apps. That's okay. I kind of knew that was going to happen, but overall, really, really impressed with it. The battery life, very good. Um, I configured watch faces. I already did that. But my friend, the, my friend who has one, his is actually black and mine is all silver. Um, so we kind of compared a little bit what we do with our phones, and, and I'm going to make some, some changes to, to see. Maybe there's some new watch faces or some new apps that are out there that I'm gonna I'm gonna really like but it's been it's been really really good just a great week and by the way happy uh, if you're listening to this this last Tuesday the um, what would that have been the 14th uh, Microsoft did their updates for March and that includes the updates for February because as you remember there weren't any updates for February so this weekend I've been working on updating computers and they've taken a little bit longer because there's quite a bit of stuff to push out and I am noticing that some of my servers are having the full patch, you know, the, the the gigantic patch where it's 148 megs, and some of them are having multiple, like, small smaller ones. So as time goes on, I'm seeing less and less of my servers with a whole bunch of little updates and more and more of my servers with just one big update. And that's been... Um, it's fine for, by me. It doesn't really doesn't really matter by me uh, for my thoughts. But overall, really, really good. So, what did Microsoft fix in these latest security updates? Apparently, there's eleven of them. One, two, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Fifteen updates, and they're updates to Adobe Flash, Windows Direct Show, Windows DVD Maker, um, Windows IIS, Office Exchange, Unscribed, the Small Business Server. So, uh, Microsoft PDF Library. So, definitely. You're going to want to um, do some updates, but the most critical ones that are on here are for the Windows Small Business Server, Windows PDF Library, graphics, Windows, Microsoft Graphics Component, and for Adobe Flash, as if uh, nobody's too shocked. I know if you're if you're standing and you fell over when I mentioned that Adobe Flash had an update, um, welcome to the real world. So very exciting to get those, get those uh, done. One of the things that we had talked about last week was the Amazon Echo and how I use mine and and how <clears throat> excuse me you can you if you ask the Amazon Echo if it works for the CIA it will just shut down. Well, the consumers came out with an article called "Why Amazon Alexa Can't Tell If You Connected to the CIA." Um, apparently, what happens is it's it, it what it does is it actually tries to look that up on the internet. So it's not a matter of of whether or not it it 
it's there's not a matter of whether or not it's shutting itself down. It's a matter of that it just tries to. Um, it's a glitch. Really, well, here's what it says. It's basically a glitch. Alexa isn't a plain text parser like the 30-year-old game Zork era, but it's not an independent intelligence either. It's pretty good at context for a piece of software, but can't necessarily take enunciated questions, like many different meanings of connected, as English-speaking human rights use, and turns them into a valid response, if it has been taught to. So they say that they they asked an Amazon uh, representative, and they said it was a technical glitch for which they have fixed. Alexa's response to the question now is, "Are you connected to the CAA?" No, I work for Amazon. So that came out uh, that came out on the tenth, and so I haven't tried it with mine yet. But that's one of the first things I'm going to do once I get done with the show is go in there and ask it <laughs> if it still works for the CIA, and we'll find out. Oh my gosh, uh, this is something I had heard of as well. Well, let me let me go back to let's let's head over to the tales from the trench, and we'll we'll talk about that. So. I got a call from one of my clients who uh, I got, I got a call from an employee of one of my clients who their home computer had had messed up and what they had received was this Windows 10 SRT text file error. Um, so I can find it really quick for you. Um, oh, SRT trail.txt. So what happens is is and this looks like it's been around for since Windows 8. Um, is that when people when it boots up, what happens is it says the file which is causing the problem. It, it's it's well. It boots up. It's Windows 10, blue screens, just the uh, annun- uh, announcement screen, not an actual like blue screen of death. And then it goes on to say that the problem, that there's a problem, and the problem resides at C colon backslash Windows backslash System32 backslash log files backslash SRT backslash SRT trail.txt. Um, and there's some settings you can go in and look at, and there's some changes you can make to it, and um, and and kind of all of this other kind of stuff. So, but none of that was going to work for my client because this had been going on for about two days, and about day two is when they said, "That's it, we give up. We're going to call somebody." So they gave me a call, and they said, "Here's, you know, here's what's going on." Went out and looked at it, and I said, "Yeah, I'm going to have to take that home with me. I don't know exactly what that is, but you know, what we're going to do though is, is if all this fails, we have you have all your data on the on the computer. We'll just reload, and we'll start from scratch." I said, "Do you have your reinstall sequence?" And he goes, "Uh, no." So, did you make one? No. Well. Now that I can't get into his computer to make reinstall CDs, we're going to have to figure something out. So I bring the computer home, and just because it's, you know, I, one of the things I do, I pop the hard drive out, put it in my test box, and I ran SpinWrite on it. Spin, now, I had to go away for a little bit, so SpinWrite, I ran it at level 2, and uh, and even, again, at level 3, and nothing found. It didn't make any changes. Put the computer back together, boot it right back up, that's the same error. So then I, the next thing I do is I image I image the, the machine. So quickly take an image of it, and then I start working off the image drive. And I open up the, the drive, and I, I actually boot from that drive, same error. Okay, make sure that it's not the actual drive. I open up Windows, go into, and there's, or open up the C drive, and there's two files in there. That's it, two folders. And they're, they look like they're recovery folders. And I thought, well, this is, this is odd. And I'm thinking back in my head, and um, so I, I, I look at his, the, the original hard drive, and nope, so, so recovery errors and um, folders. And so I think back to the notes that he had on his desktop. When I was looking, because, you know, you're just kind of glancing around. And I saw something about star dot star and some commands. So I called him up. I said, you know, I just wanted to check and see what steps did you go through for this? And he says, well, I followed this YouTube video. I'm like, well, do you remember the YouTube video? And he says, I, I, I don't remember anything about it. And I said, well, I noticed that on your computer, on your, your the computer there, you were you had some notes about, because he had actually written out step one, step two, step three, step four. So he was very logical in all of this. But one of the steps was something star dot star. 
And I, and I said, so you did something, something start out star. And he goes, well, yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. And so he wasn't any help with that. And then he proceeded to say, so when none of that, that worked, what I ended up doing was going to the reload your operating system button. And I kind of started to walk through that to do a complete system reload. I said, okay. And he goes, then I started that. And then I stopped because I thought that's probably not what I want to do. And then that's where we are. I said, uh, okay. So then I explained to him that when you do something along those lines, it's the quick format versus the full format. So basically he had purged his computer and then started to reload it. Um, and we, this is where we are. So we ended up having to purchase uh, and go through HP uh, $50 and then $15 for shipping because he wanted it next day. Uh, Windows 8.1 Restore Medium. And then proceed to upgrade his computer to Windows 10 after that. Um, there was no data to be found. Uh, he didn't want any data, so I said, "Okay, that's not a problem." So I didn't have to recover. Didn't have to recover any data. But once I came in, got it up and running, uh, and that that actually turned out to be an all-night project. Um, literally an all-night project. So I started it, and then wasn't it didn't complete. It completed, but I couldn't get the upgrade to work. So I did it again, didn't get the upgrade to work, and then finally went ahead and just put the Windows 10 Media straight on it, which I probably should have done in the first place. I was just trying to be the steps that he had done. Um, but that was an all-night project, and then I returned it back to him. And he said, so what about all the data that was on there? And we thought, well, we had talked about this, that you didn't want me to, to work on recovering any data. He goes, oh, that's right. What about my printers and stuff? I said, nope, you're going to have to reinstall all of that as well. So under, having him understand what happens when you do a system restore uh, was kind of a learning experience. So I mentioned to him, I said, well, what, where is your, what do you have for backups? And he goes, well, I have this two-year-old you know, uh, drive that, that I put backups on, but I haven't backed up anything to this in about two years. So I asked him, I said, well, okay, uh, do you want to implement some kind of a backup program? And I, I, I got to talking to him about crash plan and how, how, you know, for $60 a month, unlimited amount of space, you can back it up. And he goes, no, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that's going to work out well for me. I'm just going to work on manually backing stuff up to this external hard drive. I said, okay, well, I guess that's, that's where we're at. So delivered it to him. He was pleased. <clears throat> got it all squared away. But that was one of those projects where it just took me, um, it was a little, little long uh, for that. Had been deploying now. We had talked about this a couple weeks ago um, about the program called Cyber Ransom. Um, it's called, yeah, Cyber. Okay, we had been talking about the program called Cyber Reason um, for your app, for your applications, for, um, sorry, the app for putting it on your computer to block cyber, um, like the ransomware and stuff like that. So we are called, the program's called Ransom Free. Man, I, for some reason, I'm just getting those really confused. So um, I had tested out at, a, at a one site and it had worked out. Uh, it had worked out really well. Uh, and then we went ahead and I pushed it out now to one another of my companies and I pushed out to all like 12 of their computers. I'm very working really well, no problem. So what I mean by working well is that they haven't been attacked by anything, but what's happening is that they're still able to use their day-to-day -day applications in their, in their programs. So by, by working well means that it's not interfering with their normal day-to-day -day use. Um, I went ahead and pushed it out to one of my other clients that we'll talk about in a moment. But one of the things that I had noticed and then turned around and it was kind of funny because then I got a text from uh, Liam Tidwell from Liam Tech is he said, hey, when you install this application, if you go under your user drive, um, you know, see uh, program, you know, see users. And what will happen is you will end up seeing your you'll end up seeing a whole bunch of new kind of hidden uh, accounts in there. Uh, folders and like on my Windows 10 machine, I have one called um, it's it's capital A C S or sorry capital capital A C O T S B L T and then I have another one with capital Q capital G lowercase Y capital Y. So what Liam and I had discussed about this is we believe they're honeypots. So they have a uh, 
they have a uppercase at the lower end of the alphabet. And then I've actually seen a lowercase in the upper end, uh, the upper side of the alphabet. And so it creates all these kind of honeypot folders that it's monitoring for you to see which way that ransomware, when it takes over your computer, starts encrypting your data, either from the top down or from the bottom up. Sometimes you'll see folders, hidden folders, uh, not necessarily on Windows 10. I have seen it on Windows 7, where you'll see hidden folders on the, uh, on the desktop. So also, again, that one actually says this is for, um, this is for cyber, for, for ransom free. Please don't delete this. So. Uh, if you are using this program, Ransom Free by Cyber Reason, that is, um, those are valid. They're valid um, applications, so you're going to want to, uh, you're going to want to leave those alone in there. All right, so I'm also going to be deploying two new watch guards this week. Um, one is a replacement of a sonic wall, and the other one is a brand new move uh, of the client that actually currently has some ubiquity stuff in place. So we're going to be removing the ubiquity, putting in this watch guard, and the reason, the main reason for that move uh, for the for the removing the ubiquity is that they do VPN into a site. The site does not have an Active Directory domain controller. It's not on a domain, but they do do need VPN access. So, and what's happening is the for some reason the um, ubiquity device is just not holding out for them. It's just it it's not very stable. They're having issues with it. So we're going to go ahead and put in the the watch guard. And I'm excited about using using that because currently what they're doing is they're using TeamViewer and it's just not uh, it's just not the same. So that is we're going to be doing that in the other place they don't need vpn they well they currently have vpn set up on their server so they're coming through the the active they're using um the the remote call not the remote call but anyways they're using vpn on the server itself and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be deploying a new watch guard there just because their sonic wall is way old and it's way out of warranty so the doctor is super excited about getting that done uh, i'm excited about doing that too getting that all taken care of so I've been deploying two of those. I'm also then writing up an invoice or a, a proposal for one other, uh, actually probably three more watch guards. One's going to be at a church that I take care of where all of their traffic, even from across the street, across a point-to-point network, or sorry, across a point-to-point um, antennas, all of this traffic from another company that they're providing over their uh, internet access to comes to their main service. So we're going to do a split out and we're going to get another ISP and we're going to split out the network. So I'm excited about, about that. If you have an application, and this happened twice in the last two weeks for me, if you have an application that that you need some assistance with, not just support, but but some more assistance with, don't forget to just reach out to the manufacturer. So here's here's two two examples. Um, one of my clients uses a program called PDF Blaster, and this is a this is a kind of a virtual. It integrates with machines, but it's a virtual PDF printer where where but for emailing out, so you can print to this PDF blaster and then hit send and then it mass sends out all of these emails um, through it as opposed to one by one. And this is used, used through like invoicing through QuickBooks or through other applications. Well, I go to the, the, the site's website uh, to contact them and there really isn't a contact us button. You can send them a message, that's it, but you can't call them. And their site looks, uh, it's, it's an older website and it doesn't look very pretty. So I reached out to them and I kind of told them this is what's going on. And uh, they were able to, they responded back to me. I was so, so impressed that that this site where I instantly judged by the cover, right, would not, did not reach out to me. Or I was afraid they weren't going to reach out to me. It was going to take some issues. But they totally reached out to me. They were very responsive, uh, kind of just amazingly responsive. Where what I needed was we were going to be moving this application to another computer. And I needed to put um, this copy onto another computer. But then I also possibly needed like two temporary licenses to make sure that the second computer worked as well as the first computer worked. And they said, not a problem. Here you go. He gave me another license key to use. Um, I asked them, how do we export the data? And they said, well, we really don't know how to do that. And we're not sure 
what data there would be to export. Come to find out all of their all of the whole configuration file is actually just an INI file. So I was able to just move the INI file over, rename the old one, put this new one in place, or the, rename the new one, put the old one in place, and it worked. And so now we have two full, fully functions of these applications that are worked, and we're able to move it, and we're going to be moving them. Um, so now I can remove the one off the original machine and keep the one and let them know um, that they can remove the second license and also just kind of give them a heads up about that INI file that that will... That will just work if they just move that. So very, very impressed with with that. Um, another client that I had, they reached out to me because it's a law firm, and here in Oregon, uh, well, everywhere. What they did is they were taking they, it was a it was a vehicle accident, and the information that they had from the vehicle accident was written on a program, and it had some weird extension that was only to that program. So I have some friends still in EMS, and I contacted them, uh, but I didn't hear anything back right away, and it was pretty late when I did. So I thought, well, the next day, let me get a hold of the manufacturer, and that manufacturer here is locally in Portland. And I thought, well, you know, it's just going to hurt. I mean, you know, what's, what's it going to hurt to ask them for the help? So I asked them, you know, told them that I was in IT. Uh, one of my clients is a law firm, has your file for crash scene investigation. Is there a way that you can... Uh, take this file and maybe move it to a PDF or is there a way that we can open it and maybe export it as a PDF? And I didn't hear anything for about a day, but then the second day, the guy of this of this company sent me um, a free link and said, here, use this application um, to open up the file. And so it was super nice that he just went out of his way and sent me um, a free copy of the software so we could use it to open it up. Because, I mean, it's it's crash scene investigation software. My, the, my client, being a law firm, is not going to be using this for anything else other than opening up this one file. It's something that they don't do. And then the, in the years that I've worked with this, in the years that I've worked with this uh, application or this company, um, we, we haven't, I haven't needed to do that, you know, open up this file. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, that's pretty exciting to do, to do that. So I'm glad that they reached out to me on that. All right. Uh, was at a client this week and I was excited for this one because this client's been my client for a bit, but they just, and, and I just about let them go a while ago. I actually wrote them an email and said, you know, we just, this isn't, you know, uh, you're not responding to my emails. Uh, the, the plans that we have are not getting followed through. So I kind of need your help as well, you know. And they said, no, 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 we've just been busy and, and we had some tax stuff. And so we want to bring you on board. So I'm back there doing some stuff. And I was there over the week, uh, this week, and was excited to move them over to my managed antivirus because they had Trend Micro on three machines and they had Security Essentials on another. And there was no rhyme or reason. And, and, and I just, I, I like everybody to be managed and monitored and maintained. So what do I use for kind of managing my antivirus. I am still using, I use GFI, which is now bought out by SolarWinds. So it's called the MSP Remote Monitoring and Management. Um, and this is the same one I believe that that I know Marvin, um, I think uses, maybe Matt. And this has the thing where it has mod, which is the mobile backup or the, the yeah, mobile, not the mobile, excuse me, just the managed online backup. Um, I can do monitoring. I monitor the hardware. Um, I can check and see how things are working as far as, um, you know, disk space and whatnot. Uh, this is a great tool. I really like it. Um, and I'm glad to have my, my, these, these, uh, this client moved over to this software. So uh, we got them all moved over and they're ready to go. And one of the other things that I really like about this is that it actually will let me know when the site goes down. Um, this morning, I actually have us currently have a site down right now. Um, and within about 15 to 20 minutes of the site actually going down, this will let me know. I, I also have my uh, open manage devices there as well. And those let me know when they go down. But unfortunately, they take about an hour to report back to me. So the my my um, GFI, which used to be GFI, that must be remote monitoring and management software is nice because I actually get notified within about 15 minutes. 
many clients do I have on this one? I was taking a look the other day. I have 17 servers and 343 workstations, so I use it quite, quite a bit. Um, we have talked in the past about uh, W-2s and a phishing scam, and actually this week on the 17th, Brian Krebs came out and said that, that uh, it says on Thursday, March 16th, the CEO of Defense Point Security, a Virginia company that bills itself as, quote-unquote, the choice provider for cybersecurity services to the federal government, told all of its employees, all of its employees, that their W-2 tax data was handled directly to fraudsters after someone inside the company got caught in a fishier's net. So <laughs> the uh, management, uh, they said, informed current and former employees that this week that via email that all, that all of the data from their annual W-2 tax forms, including names, social security number, and address compensation, tax withholding amounts were snarred by targeted uh, fear phishing, uh, spear phishing emails. Uh, this, of course, will be in the show notes, but it just goes to tell you that, you know, when, and we had talked about this in in, a, in the previous episodes, that when we have clients who say, what can you do to protect us from ransomware? You know, what software can we put on and what things can we do? It doesn't really matter. Um, you know, we're doing the best that we possibly can with the applications like Cyber Reason, um, the Cyber, the Ransom Free, but, you know, it all comes down to just teaching your, your staff. You know, this is, it's just, if it's, if it's a phishing attack from an email, the weakest link is the person, unfortunately. So remember to tell your clients and to, to have them talk to their employees regarding these phishing, phishing attacks and, and what, um, you know, what we can do to, to do all, all of that. Um, and, you know, keep, keep yourself safe. Microsoft now puts ads in Windows 10 Files Explorer because, of course, it's what the title says. So uh, now there are ads that can go into Microsoft file, the Windows 10 File uh, Ex- Explorer. And it's ads for this is a thing about, you know, get your best deal on cloud storage with OneDrive or quickly compare prices online by shopping assistance from Chrome. So it, I now I don't know. I don't know if this is only happening to the free upgrade Windows 10 versions or if it's happening to the, all the upgrades of Windows 10. If it's just happening to the free versions, well, then, you know, nothing is ever truly free. Um, not that I'm saying you deserve it, but I, I just, I'm just saying that if Windows 10 free version, if they had this plan of just hitting you with ads, then that's kind of that's kind of funny and and not really uh, shocking because it's it's Microsoft. So what can you do to do to uh, to change that? There are ways to go in and change uh, the the uh, uh, turn off some of that stuff. One of the ways is in if you go open up your file explorer, navigate to View Options, Change Folder, and Search Options, and then scroll down into the, and then go into the Advanced list and scroll down to you see an option titled Show Sync Provider Notifications. Uncheck that and then click OK. Um, that's one way. The other way that I'm not sure if it has this built into it or not, but I wanted to mention of a product that I use all the time. It's called O&O Shut Up 10. I've talked about this be- before, but I really like this application. It's one of the first applications I put on when I when I get a new Windows 10 machine. It just um, it shuts down a whole bunch of things. And so usually what happens is if you get this program, you run it and then go up to Actions, which is the middle button, drop down, check the Apply All Recommended Settings, and then it will go ahead and um, it'll go ahead and make these changes for you and then turn around that. Um, and then I turn on the password or turn off the pass, the disable the password show button. So when you have a password, you can click it. But some of the services that um, it does is it turns off things like, you know, face uh, sharing your, your wireless data with your Facebook friends or, uh, you know, it gives you control over security settings, your privacy, your location, your Windows updates. So I really, really like this program. I'm super impressed with what it what it does. Uh, yeah, if you've not used this before, definitely, definitely take a look at it. Um, 
but just a great Windows 10 program. And it's just a go-to. And if you don't like what it's doing, you can actually go in there and go back to the actions and then restore and bring everything back right back to where it was. So, uh, yes, this is going to be from oo-software.com. And there's going to be a link in the show notes. So I love the whole Microsoft scams. Uh, well, first off, let me rephrase that. I don't love that my clients get those. Um, I love that I can hear them online and kind of laugh along with people who know what they're doing. And the, when a Microsoft scammer calls them, you can follow along and, and kind of laugh along. But uh, Wired Magazine came out with a uh, article that says, listen to tech support scam calls that bilk millions, victims out of millions. And it actually has, uh, there's there's a there's this, this list of these support calls that you can listen to online and they give a little synopsis of each one. Uh, but it's fun to, to just listen to these uh, scammers just go from from you know very nice and cordial and wanting to walk you through how to get your computer connected to them and how look at all these viruses you have and then you just when they play when the I'm gonna air quote the client uh, tech support plays dumb and doesn't know what they're how they're what they're doing um, it's really really funny to hear that the the, the the tech support go uh, kind of crazy and and go nuts and then eventually get very very upset radio shack now if you are uh, about my age then you will remember Radio Shack where I used to go in there and I could get some computer parts and some wires and stuff like that. Well, they're going to close between somewhere between 530 and all of their stores. I uh, don't know exactly when, but yes, they are. They've been bankrupt um, and they're going to be closing stores coming up here. It says that, it says that um, they're going to be getting with 187 stores that, uh, that before the bankruptcy and then the next tier of 365 stores will close by the end of March and some of them will be leased to Sprint says that Sprint confirms that on Wednesday that it'll be converting several hundred former Radio Shack into corporate-run Sprint stores. So, well, if you see if you see a whole lot of Radio Shack stores becoming Sprint, you'll now know why. But yeah, they're closing those down. All right. <laughs> this one actually got me uh, laughing because it was actually pretty funny. So, you remember the old defrag application? Uh, my, <laughs> we had a Windows. We never had. We didn't have Windows for uh, when I grew up. We actually ran out of DOS. It, it was my father. Yes, anyways. But I knew people who loved to run Defrag just because they liked to watch it, and it was fascinating to them. Well, now you can get a Defrag, a Windows ninety five Defrag simulator. You can load up this web page. It makes the little clicking sounds, and you can watch your computer being defragged through the simulator. So that's a if if you wanted to be nostalgic and uh, kick it back to days of of your here you go a defrag simulator. I wanted to mention this a couple weeks ago and just completely forgot about it. So make tech easier uh, is a site that has tips and tools and stuff like that. But one of the things that I noticed that it had was some some teaching material in it. So it says for $17, you get about 55 minutes and it's 18 lessons about Windows networking basics. And I thought this was pretty, this was pretty cool. Um, so you have things about knowing your computer name, understanding work groups, getting to know your IP address, sharing files with a public folder, setting up and configuring the public folder, sharing printers on the network, adding server shares, FTP, etc. So if you are just starting out in networking or want to know something about networking, for $17, you can take this networking basics class. I don't know how good it is. Um, I don't know much about it. I haven't really looked at it, but I thought it would be a very nice um, application if you guys are looking for something to to watch for you know 55 minutes take a little course learn some new not something new that i'd share that with you all right well guys that is what i have for uh today not a, not a whole lot for you guys but i wanted to just reach out and, and get something on the books because it's been um it's I feel like it's been a while and i wanted to, to make sure that so my day today rest of the day is just filled with um 
couple of little things I got to go do, a couple of little errands I got to run. But uh, thanks, guys, for and gals for hanging out with me. I sure enjoy bringing back Geeksters. I am hoping to bring back some guests coming up here. Just got to get some timing worked out. I know that I've had a couple friends reach out and say they would love to come on the show. So looking, definitely looking forward to talking with them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Don't forget that if you're purchasing anything, um, go to podnuts.com slash Amazon. It doesn't cost you a thing, but a little bit gets kicked back to the Podnuts community. Um, check out all of the great shows on the Podnuts network. And if you're going to be um, or interested into the uh, unconvention, I mentioned that last week, um, unconvention coming up in September 2016. Uh, I believe you can go to unconvention.io. Uh, let me make, double make sure on that one. Uh, yes, unconvention.io. It's in September. It's going to be in Washington, D.C. I'm going to be there. I got some other friends that are going to be there. So looking forward to just hanging out with you September 16th and 17th um, in Washington, D.C. I sure hope to see you there. I need to buy my tickets and get my plane all situated for that. But super excited to get over to Washington and to hang out with everybody. So guys, gals, thank you again for hanging out with me. Have a great Sunday. Have a great week. And don't forget to be grumble. All right, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, friends. This is Eric Hardini, the manager I can tell that you like podcasts and learning about technology. One of the fastest growing areas of tech is currently small, low energy consumption computing. Come join us on the Mini PC Show, where we discuss all the new small form factor devices. The Mini PC Show, big talk, little machines.